We are back, Tex-Ax Radio, presented by David Gardner Schulers. We're in the Rollo Insurance Studio. Appreciate everybody listening in. We're going to talk a little Aggie basketball. Justin Lanham in studio. He's been here before. Uh, help me reintroduce you to the audience. Not only did you work across the street, not only have you coached all around the state of Texas, um, and have you coached beyond Texas? Just Texas. Just Texas. Just Texas. You're good friends with Brandon and Leone. We won't take that. You know, <laughs> we won't hurt. That won't hurt your your time here. But just kind of give us. The quick, I know you did it before, the quick synopsis of your, your background. Yeah, so um, coach, kind of like you said, all over the place. Uh, started here with uh, as, a, as a student assistant with the basketball team here, 2012-2014. Uh, um, that, was, that was a great experience. Um, and then after that, went into the high school realm, um, went that route. And so I was an assistant at a couple different stops, Azel, the Woodlands, J.J. Pierce, Denton Braswell, um, and then was a was a head basketball coach at Iowa Park, just outside of Wichita Falls, and then most recently in Montgomery Lake Creek. And so, kind of had a bunch of different stops. Yeah, let's uh, let's let's start off with some Aggie hoops. Well, we're going to stay on Aggie hoops, but just this part of the year, we knew it was going to be difficult. Are they above behind schedule? What, what what is your assessment of what you've seen so far with what's still ahead? Yeah, you know, six and two. Um, obviously, some of these tournament games, we didn't know who we were going to be playing um, in the tournament. We know what the field was, but we didn't know who we were going to be playing. And so, obviously, seeing what Florida Atlantic did last year and then what Florida Atlantic has done this year, um, that's not a bad loss, right? Um, if you're going to lose to somebody, you probably want to lose to a team like Florida Atlantic. And so, um, the Virginia one and the Florida Atlantic one, they still sting, though, because Virginia, what Virginia was able to do to us, I just didn't like it. Um, I think Buzz alluded to it on his post-game conference after after the game, but he talked about how uh, Virginia, if they play in Egypt or wherever they play, they're going to be Virginia, and they're going to do what they do, and that's what we saw. Virginia did exactly what they're going to do. They're going to slow you down. It's going to be uh, a low-possession game. And not that A&M plays uh, with a ton of possessions every game, but they slowed us down, and they just did some stuff against us that – uh, was just kind of tough to watch. And and maybe you can uh, attribute that to Boots being out and not having him. Um, but I just didn't love that game. The Florida Atlantic game had a totally different feel, though. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you lose two of those games. The Florida Atlantic, you felt like you're battling, you're back and forth. But Virginia just felt like they just they just beat us. And I didn't... I didn't like that. So, so how do you c- combat that? Considering it's usually A and M who plays their style, they assert their will on teams. Absolutely, and teams have to adjust to what A and M does. I hadn't seen that kind of. And by the way, Virginia does that to everybody. everybody. So, and and you're not going to take on a team like Virginia, I don't think. No. Yeah, um, you know, I, the the thing that A and M has done really well, obviously, is what they do on the offensive glass. To, to be a really good basketball team, you've got to find that little edge. Um, Virginia has found that in their defense, what they do defensively, how they slow the game down. That's just one example. Yep. You, could, you could make plenty of examples across the country. Um, but what A&M is doing this year on the offensive glass is, is phenomenal, and that's got to continue. Um, but with that, okay, we're really good offensively on the glass. We rebound the ball better than just about anybody in the country. Offensively, we are the best in the country uh, rebounding. But we've also we got to shoot the ball consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't care who you are. I don't care what team it is. If you shoot 11 13% from the three-point, I mean, it's just you're not going to win many games. And so, uh, to me, you've got to package, okay, we're crashing the glass. We're, we're doing stuff decent defensively. Can we shoot the ball? And it, I think, I don't know if you remember, but last May, whenever I was here, you asked me that, like, what are they missing? And I just said, they need somebody that can consistently knock down the three. 
And I just still don't feel like we found that yet. So last year, shooting was better. Sure. Right? Well, again, very small sample size. What do you think the shooting was? Why? Is it, is it, here, I'll, I'll actually com- combine it with this. Is it the fact, it's probably not, but the fact that Wade doesn't have a Robin to his Batman right now, right now that Boots isn't there, there isn't another guard to take pressure off of Wade, and all the pressure is coming to him regardless. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Obviously, you can definitely, like I said, attribute some of that to the, for the Virginia game. You, they're used to playing with each other. Guys are getting more minutes. I mean, you're missing out on probably 26 minutes. That Boots probably gives you 30 minutes a game. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't know what he's what he's averaging right now. But so obviously, that's a ton of minutes to make up. So yes, I attribute that. I don't. One thing that's tough to watch sometimes is I don't feel like we're getting clean looks. Like you watch some of these other teams, and they're getting, some, especially against us, we give up a lot of threes defensively. Uh, but they seem to be getting more open looks than we do. I feel like every three that we shoot is contested, and I don't love that, especially Wade. Wade is is. I feel like his shots are always contested. I feel like we've got to find a way to free him up. Like if you notice when when we when we play offense, um, we run a set, we run a play, and then at the end of the at the end of the play, we're going to set a f- almost every single time. It's like clockwork. We're going to set a flat ball screen at the top of the key. Wade's going to come off of it. And what's been really uh, effective is Henry Coleman rolling to the basket or Wade getting downhill and shooting his little floater. Um, and so off of that, uh, hopefully we can continue to draw more attention to Henry and Wade and find these guys in the corner, but those guys have got to be able to knock it down. And if if we can't, that's going to be tough to, to overcome. Talk to me about the lack of shooting, not necessarily in A&M, but in some programs, not all programs, but like I feel like, and Buzz doesn't strike me as this kind of coach. In fact, I know he's not this kind of coach. But you get certain types of players, and then hopefully they can shoot. As opposed to back in the day, you would have a couple specialty three-point shooters on your roster just for that. Absolutely. And you still see that across the country, right? Uh, the Reed Shepherd kid, I think that's his name at Kentucky. He can shoot it. He can fill it up. So you recruit these guys, obviously, that can shoot it. And you know what you're getting from them. You know that maybe you're going to give up something on the defensive end, but you're going to get a really high percentage three-point shooter. And so... Um, I, I don't know who that's going to be for us. Uh, at times this year, I've thought maybe Eli Lawrence can come in and mm-hmm. give us that. Um, again, it's just a consistency thing for me. It's, it's, I think Hayden Hefner can, has the ability to do it. I think Eli, I think Jace can at times. Um, again, we got to figure out what, what his injury is and how, how long he's going to be out. But um, I, I, again, it just comes down to consistency. And if we can't consistently shoot it from three, I, that, that's, that's a problem. Yeah, uh, by the way, Hayden Hefner, I don't know if I would have believed he would have been a starter a couple years ago. <laughs> sure, right? I, sure. I, he's a guy that I believe deserved to be on the court, but right. I, he has really made the most of his time here, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. Um, I really Something that's really impressed me, especially early on this season, is his ability to get to the basket. Like mm-hmm. um, He's kind of become a little bit of a, of a multiple threat, um, getting to the basket some. His pull-up game is really, really, really good. One dribble, he shot fakes, uh, and that's something that – he's going to have to continue to do is shoot the three well because that's going to open up some of that other stuff for him, right? Now guys are closing him out hard and he's able to drive by him and, and get into his one dribble pull-up. So, um, but to your, yeah, to your point, 100%, I don't think I would have said that he would be getting the minutes um, that he is this year and even last year uh, when you looked at him his freshman year. So yeah, and, the, and, and I liked him his freshman year, yep. but I just like, he's a, he's a role player. Sure, absolutely. And, and, and he is still that, but he's taking a big big step. Who has impressed you this year? Who's somebody you're like, and if it's Henry Coleman, which is very possible, <laughs> I'm going to need a second answer as well. No, I, it, you know, it's funny that you say that. I think the, the obvious and the easy answer is Henry Coleman, right? 
Um, but um, I think Solomon Washington has impressed me a lot this year. Yeah. Um, what he's doing, rebounding the ball, giving a little bit of spark offensively. I don't know if you remember in the Florida Atlantic game, but <clears throat> he um, he got a tech. And you don't love your guys to get techs, but it was after – he didn't even score the ball. Somebody else scored the ball, and he just was clapping and just kind of getting ro- – Excited. I, yeah. I, liked, I liked it. I was like, hey, if a guy's going to get a technical foul, like I'll live with that, right? Um, and so um, I like him. The thing that stood out to me this year, it was, a, it was one play – and it was against SMU, and it's not even really that big of a deal, but it was against SMU, and we were uh, playing defense. Solomon switches off on their probably their best guard, Phelps. And Phelps, I'm just like, in my head, I was like, oh, no, like he's about to take yeah. him to the hole. And he, he tries to get by him, tries, to, tries a, a great move, and Solomon, the way that he stayed with him and the way that he was able to move laterally for as big as he is, I was very impressed by that. So I think Solomon can be a great defender. I think he can, can defend one through the four. Um, and then also, too, if he can continue to crash the boards and give some offense like he has, I, I really have been impressed with him. I've been surprised with his three shooting sometimes. Yeah. The certain games <laughs> show up, three, like, where, where three did this for, come from? Three for four in one of those games, yeah. yeah. Um, he's one of those guys where you watch him shooting and you're like, I don't, I don't know, know if you should be taking that shot. And then he makes it, and you know he made three out of four that one game. And so it's like, okay. You know what he reminds me of? And I, I mean this with respect, but like growing up when I would play basketball with football players. Yeah, absolutely. There's a certain football player-like style, and, and they can be very good, but there's yeah. a style and i'm not saying because he's physical it's just the way he moves yes. it's like almost football player-esque yeah a little like a little over aggressive like you know your football player that you go out there and you're like yeah he's good for three or four fouls a game right, right? you know that's kind of what I, you I see love that yeah, absolutely i think teams need that all right so back to henry because i know he was probably one of the guys you're thinking of sure where have you seen him grow yeah um i think i kind of alluded to it earlier um Solomon, uh, I mean, sorry, Henry and and Wade in the pick and roll have been so good, and he draws so much attention. And so, you've got to think that whenever they do draw so much attention, that's why a lot of times if we're getting a shot off of a pick and roll, that's why Henry's able to crash the glass as well as he has. Um, I, I, I've just been; it really is mind blowing. I know you've probably talked about it on the show a lot, and a lot of people understand like what he's doing offensively is really impressive uh, on the boards. Um, but it's it's just really mind blowing how well he is rebounding the ball, and so um, obviously we knew he could be a, a really good player coming from Duke. Uh, he didn't get a ton of minutes over there, but we knew he could be a really good player if Duke's recruiting him. And so um, he's just he's just stepped up his game. And the I don't I don't even know what he's averaging points wise this year, but he's he's obviously second in line to Wade and what it's he's a double double points. machine double this year double too. machine. It's crazy. Um, so. If you would have told me that, I don't know that I would have been super surprised, yeah. but just him doing it is is really impressive. So two years ago when I first started doing this show, I remember making a comment to Logan Lee, and he laughed at me because I was like, I don't know, man, Henry and Wade, that might be the new Joseph Jones, AC Law. <laughs> hey, there you and, go. And like he was like, and, and and by the way, they got a long way to get sure, to that level. Sure, right? That's yeah. postseason success, the legends, right? Absolutely. But in a way, it's kind of like it is kind of like that. Yeah, absolutely. And by the way, can I give a shout out to Joseph Jones? Of what course. he's doing at Tarleton. You tell the people what's going on right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah so uh, Billy Gillespie is obviously out. Um, wish him the best, and hopefully he gets he's back. recovering. Right. Yeah, I think so. So, um, but Joseph has stepped up as the interim head coach right now, and so uh, they got a big win against uh, Rio Grande Valley the other night, yep. and uh, at at Tarleton, and so it was a it was a buzzer beater, and so and then. They also were at a tournament, and they won the tournament. They went undefeated in the tournament that they were at. So 
Uh, he's doing a really great job. So the, pride, the, pride, the of, pride of Normandy. Yeah, the yeah. pride of Normandy. I yeah. covered him in '05 when I was here. Uh, so uh, maybe Kate in the back, reach out and, and get Joseph Jones on the show. Absolutely. I want to ask you about Bryce Lindsey because I see a lot of parallels with Wade, but uh, the difference is, and I'm not necessarily their game, but just freshmen like, man, they, 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 they've got a lot of potential there. The difference was Wade was thrust into action. Mm-hmm. He had to perform. Mm-hmm. They can take their time with Bryce. I don't know if there's one is better than the other, but do you see where I'm going with it? Yeah, 100%. Um, early on, I think it was the Texas A&M Commerce game, um, I saw they, they got Bryce a few more minutes than what he has the rest mm-hmm. of the season, right? And obviously in a game like that. Um, but he's right now he's still a little timid, which mm-hmm. I think you, you see that with, with freshmen. I, I don't think that that's just something where you're like, oh, why is he timid? Obviously, you know, freshman, but um, I think he can really – I'm, I'm really excited about him. Um, and I like that you're kind of making a little bit of that comparison to Wade, and I think he can be that for sure. Um, I just – like I said, I've seen it a couple times. He got, his, he got his pocket picked one time in the Commerce game, and so it's like I know he's a little timid, so – but. Um, I think there's a lot of room for growth there. And he's already a spectacular player, but um, I think there's there's a lot of room for growth. Is there a stat that jumps out at you that we need to be aware of? Um, you know, the last game, well, let me start with a positive. The rebound margin, what we're beating teams by. And I think I, I, I said this earlier. A lot of teams are, are pretty good defensively when mm-hmm. rebounding the ball. I think you could say that about a lot of teams. But there's not a lot of teams where you're like, man, they're really good rebounding the ball offense. And so I would like to, honestly, I would love to go into a practice and see how much of an emphasis Buzz is putting on that in practice versus how much is that just the type of guys he's recruiting right. and they're just going after the glass because they're high character, they want to win, they're finding ways to win. And so that's the positive is, is the rebounding margin that we're beating teams by. The only thing I didn't love is this last game. Um, Buzz alluded to this as well in a, in a post-game conference. When you play Virginia, it's a low-possession game. Every possession, that means that every possession means more, right? He mm-hmm. said it's like it's like a 100-question test. It's one point per question versus a 25-question test. Right. And that's what Virginia feels like. You're, you're, you're taking a 25-question test, and every possession matters. And so, um, to me, when you turn the ball over 16 times, which mm-hmm. they did against Virginia – and then you shoot 13% from the three. You can't win those games. You just games. can't win. And on the road especially. You yeah, you're not going to win. And like we said, when Virginia is who they are, they're going to run the pack line defense. They're going to run mover blocker. You know exactly what they're going to do. You're just not going to beat them. And so to me, statistically, we've got to sure that up. And, and here's the deal. I feel like Wade is forcing a little bit right now because especially last game with Boots being out, you know he's forcing – and so he turned the ball over a little bit more than what he normally does. He had eight turnovers last right. game. That's not Wade, right? We all know that. Um, but uh, we've got to sure that up before, especially go, before going into conference play. Yeah, sure. there, there, there's no doubt about that. He, uh, but I feel like he goes through these stretches. Sure. And then he goes on, and like last year's stretch when he was on fire. It was a long stretch. It was a long stretch. <laughs> it wasn't short. That's and, right. and that's why I think at, at one point over the last week I asked, who is Wade Taylor? Is he more the hot guy? Or is he more what we've seen recently? And I think he's both. Yeah. Right? That, that's the kind of player he is, right? He's, the highs can be really high, and the lows don't feel as low when you've got somebody next to him. Yeah. And I, I think this is kind of a side note, but I think uh, even whenever he's going through his lows, he on the floor, he kind of has that smile on his face. Like, he knows, like, hey, I know the law of averages. I know I'm going to get back to who I am. 
I know I'm having some low moments right now, but I'm. It's just a matter of time before I get back to playing really well. And by the way, Lowe's he still shows up when it matters in crunch time. Yeah. So that like I, I don't mean that as a shot. I'm just saying he struggled shooting, but sometimes he'll hit a crazy shot in the yep. end of a game. That, yep. Um, what Iowa was State. You you I, tweeted about it. Yeah. Yeah. Iowa State. Penn State. Like there, there's there's parts of the game I'm like. Yeah, there, there he is. Yeah, Iowa State. We needed a big shot. He comes down and hits a floater from the free throw line. You know, I think that's the one that you yeah. tweeted about. And so, uh, he's just yeah, he shows up when it matters. Did you pay attention to what happened in college basketball this past weekend? A lot of upsets. A lot of upsets. Yeah, Auburn. Absolutely. That was that was an interesting one. Auburn, uh, Kentucky, Kentucky. Yeah, Wilmington got Duke, them right. Duke lost to Arkansas. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, speaking of some of that, it's not necessarily an upset, but man, I I didn't realize how hard of a schedule Tennessee has played so far. Um, I don't know if, if you can pull that up, but they've their yeah. last three games they played. Can, I think they played Kansas, um, and then I can't remember the other two games that they just played. But they've got to have the hardest. I know our strength of schedule is up there. I got it right here. So they beat Syracuse. They lost to Purdue. They lost to Kansas, and they just lost North to North Carolina. Carolina. Yep, Purdue, Kansas, and North Carolina. Their last three games. I mean, that's got to be the hardest. Yeah, and then so they get George Mason next. Yep. And then they get number twenty, Illinois. So <laughs> it just keeps getting hard. Before SEC play, by yeah, the way. Before SEC play. Yeah. So to me it's um it's gonna be interesting because some of these teams are already battle tested. Arkansas is playing Duke. I know they played them at home, but you're still playing Duke uh, out of out of conference. And so I, that's what I love, you know. I'm I'm loving these some of these uh people are saying, Okay, net rankings matter. Uh, let's go get our strength to schedule up, and and so A and M obviously has done that this year. We've uh, I, I feel like this is as tough a schedule as A and M basketball's played in a long time. The net dropped to fourteen, is that right? Net dropped to fourteen. So, so what does that tell you? Yeah, I think that uh, that tells you number one because here, here's the deal. Um, the net, I'm sure you know some of it, obviously, but uh, like uh, it factors in a ton of different things, mm-hmm. right? But I think it I think it tells you uh, how much they value our strength to schedule. Um, and I think that that's huge. Um, that also talks about um, our offense and defensive efficiency. Um, that's some of the factors that they pull in. And so um, I thought something else was uh, uh, kind of crazy that I read. I did not know this, but um, they factor in margin of victory up until 10 points. So after 10 points of, of the margin, if you win by more than 10 points, they only count as 10. As 10. So right. I thought that was pretty interesting. So, But I think it just tells you right there, I think the number one thing, because – Looking at our offensive and defensive efficiency, offensive, we're like at 1.1 or something like that, which is okay. Uh, really good teams are, are about 1.28, 1.27. And so to me, to me, it shows more than anything how much they value our strength of schedule because I, our offense and defensive efficiency are, are kind of average right now right. Uh, across when, when you're comparing to the rest of the teams across the country. But I think our strength of schedule, people are looking at it and say, oh, yeah, they're playing tough teams and they're winning some of those games. I want to jump two ahead because last year, if we would have jumped two ahead, we would have never thought A&M was a tournament team the way non-conference went. Sure. But how does this little stretch that they're in the middle of with still some real tough games over the next 10 days, how does this maybe potentially define the way their season goes? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you got to take care of, of tomorrow night, right? Um, and then you go into, you've had a tough stretch, but maybe you go into the toughest stretch that you've had all year in Memphis and Houston. I mean, maybe, you know, I, you could consider those are uh, two of the toughest that you're going to see. So, um, you know, they're, they're two and two in quadrant one wins right now. 
And so you're probably looking at uh, two more Q1s uh, that you're about to see in Memphis and Houston. You got a split, right? You got, at least you got a split, at the least. Uh, I would love to get the U of H game. I, I would love to get both of them, right? Uh, no doubt. Uh, but you at least got to split those, I mean, uh, for sure. U of H, though, that team, I mean, Kelvin, Kelvin to me is very similar to Buzz. They've got a system, a philosophy, and certain players work and certain players don't. A hundred percent. I'm glad you said that. Um, I remember seeing, uh, having been a, a former basketball coach, I remember seeing some of the drills that Kelvin used to do. Do you remember when um, coaches and teams used to put the bubble on top of, yeah, the, yeah, on yeah. Top of the rim? And so Kelvin still does that. You don't see it as much anymore, um, I don't feel like, but Kelvin still does that, um, where he'll put the bubble up there and they toss it up and guys are just you know, beating each other up to get the rebound. And to me, that is exactly what you get in Buzz Williams. Yeah. You get the toughness. Like people talk about going to Buzz's practices and seeing him roll the ball on the floor and guys are diving after the balls and stuff like that. I think that's what you get. And so to me, that is an exciting game for me because you're going to see two very similar type teams that are just gritty, uh, that are going to play uh, great defense, that are going to rebound the ball at, extre- like, at a crazy rate. And so I'm excited about that game. It's uh, I'll, I'll say this. I covered – I covered Kelvin for, I don't know, five, six years. Sure. I have so much respect for him. I had an opinion of him before I got to cover him mm-hmm. and seeing how he is with his players. It's, it's very, it's, it's like the way they are, they're completely different personalities, but there's something very similar to the way they love their players. And Buzz and Kelvin have that, and also what they expect on the court. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited too to see. Uh, his son eventually stepped yeah. into that role because um, I think is it Kellen Kellen Sampson? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'll be excited to see whenever he eventually kind of takes over there because I'm assuming that's what's going to happen let's close out with this what is the game you're most looking forward to is it maybe that Houston game or is it maybe something in the SEC Kentucky what what, what game really if you had to pinpoint yeah uh, definitely the U of H game uh, I'm excited about just for that toughness um, personally I'm excited about the Memphis game uh, two guys whenever I was here at A&M um, and was a student assistant here two of those uh, guys are now at Memphis, uh, yep. Darby Rich and Peter Warden. Um, and so I'm excited for them to come back and see that game. Uh, but SEC-wise, um, I'm excited. This is kind of a random one, but I'm kind of excited um, to see the Ole Miss game. Yeah. Uh, Chris Beard and see what, what he... Buzz has um, had some pretty good success against Ole Miss. So, yep, yeah. Yep. So I'm excited about that one. And then Arkansas, what they just did against Duke, um, I, that's going to be one that's definitely circled. They're good. Yeah. Uh, Matt Tack on the YouTube page. Ask Justin if he knows Barrett Ball from Azel. I do know Barrett yeah. Ball. I sure do. The, yeah. the, the coaching community, hey, you guys are tight, right? It's strong, yeah. 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 Hey, I appreciate it. Next week, we got you. Absolutely.